This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Coming up on today's show, we highlight what's happening in the boxing world with Deontay Wilde announcing he will be fighting Luis Ortiz in November. We know Anthony Joshua will have his rematch against Andy Ruiz in Saudi Arabia. But what direction is the boxing world going in? And will us fans get what we want? subject to politics of boxing. In the world of football, Leo Messi is making headlines again as question marks over the voting system from the recent FIFA awards. We also ask the questions of who are the real models in modern sport? Are the real heroes being highlighted as genuine role models for our youth? I put something up on my Instagram recently asking, do you have to have plenty of followers to be worth following and shout out to everyone on instagram live is tuned in Ramda, neil claudine Tarek, ali thank you so much for tuning in on instagram live and guys this is going to be a mad show plus of course tonight it's manchester united versus arsenal we'll be zoning into that as well all this and more coming up on the halftime show with me omar duri on pulse 95 pulse 95 oh he left this is the Halftime Show with Omar al on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, uh, nice. Let's get ready to rumble! Yes, yes, welcome back to the Halftime Show. Plenty of sports happening tonight, today, yesterday. The world of boxing is going crazy. I've got people on Instagram live hitting me up with all the uh, latest predictions for the Manchester United-Arsenal game tonight. Uh, Ali from the UK says it's going to be 3-1 to United with Greenwood scoring a hat-trick. Neil, thank you very much for uh, your kind words. I really appreciate it and I hope Arsenal do win 2-0 as you have predicted. Um, But in the world of boxing, plenty happening. Will money play a big part in the fights all the fans want to see? Now, we heard Deontay Wilder recently has announced his fight against Luis Ortiz in Las Vegas with Tyson Fury just beating Otto Wallen in Las Vegas. That sets him up for the next big fight. However, a certain Andy Luiz, uh, or Ruiz, so I'm thinking about Arsenal, Andy Ruiz is facing Anthony Joshua in Saudi. And that's another big event coming up. And surely that should be the rematch everyone's looking for Joshua to, to cement. Or was it not a fluke? And was Ruiz on point with his first surprise of the year? On, in other news, how many of you remember Nigel Benn? He last fought in 1996. He's coming back at 55. And speaking about comebacks, Manny Pacquiao has been doing the rounds in the UAE. I'm sure all my Filipino friends out there and brothers and sisters are super excited to see him. He's back in the UAE. Definitely, definitely um, a big hit. And also very relevant to what we're going to be talking about later in the sense of role models. You know, sometimes I I kind of I kind of wonder if, you know, playing the nice guy or being the nice guy isn't cool enough to be a role model in today's game. And Manny Pacquiao has definitely been someone who practices what he preaches. He does a lot for the Philippines. He does a lot um, for boxing as well and has always cleaned up the, let's say, dirty side of boxing. 
But what is uh, what is up on the cards next for boxing fans? What do you guys want to see? What is the major fight? Is it Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury? I know that both are signed to different networks, which actually does affect the direction um, in which... You know the uh, you know the fans want to see the fights. For many years, we saw Manny Pacquiao, we saw Mayweather dominate their their division, but not face each other. And maybe maybe it was two years too late for the fight we actually got to see, but it wasn't what we expected. And is that down to uh, promoters? Is it down to endorsements? Is it down to timing? Is it down to the boxing politics? You know, there's a lot happening in sport, and politics often does play a role, despite us wanting. You know, certain fighters fans, sometimes the money isn't right, sometimes the management isn't right, sometimes the advice isn't right. And that that stands for most sports, but in boxing especially now, everyone wants to see Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Everyone wants to see, you know, the winner between Ruiz and Joshua, let's say if it is Joshua, facing those two. And if not, then Andy Ruiz has definitely established himself and his legacy as one of the best fighters in the world, and we cannot look past them. Although, if anyone has been uh, tuning into Andy Ruiz's uh, social media, he's lost quite a bit of weight, and although he beat Anthony Joshua in the shape that he was in, I kind of like that Andy Ruiz. I don't want him to change. You know, why should you change? That's definitely, uh, you know, the number one example of never judge a book by its cover, and looking at that fight, I mean, Anthony Joshua looked in incredible shape and Andy Ruiz didn't and the better fighter won on the day so a lot coming up in the boxing world but that's something that now we want to see we want to see these fights happen now we don't want to wait anymore it's definitely been on the cards for a while and let's see who you know who steps up to the plate and hopefully the rumors are that in February we will have the uh, Titanic clash between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury Let's say if they both win their respective fights, because if something happens like it did with Joshua and, you know, there's a shock in the boxing world, then we will end up having to have another delayed fight, you know. But coming up next, were the FIFA awards rigged or did Messi win it fair and square? The Egyptian FA and a few others may have a point as their votes weren't counted. Again, speaking about politics and how it can affect sport. Stay tuned for more on the Halftime Show with Pulse95. Is the halftime show with Omar Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the halftime show. Salam alaikum, everyone, all uh, all around the world who's tuned in. Special shout out goes to my beautiful mother Fatima Al Duri, who is tuned in from the UK. Um, man, my loyal my my loyalty goes out to her. She's always tuned in and always supporting, and actually is getting ready for the Manchester United Arsenal game tonight. So, inshallah, mum, uh, we win this for you. Um, also, a special shout out goes to Ahmed and Bilal from Peaky, uh, Peaky Blinders, who are always tuned into the show, always supporting the cause, and everyone who's tuned on Instagram Live. Guys, if you do miss out on our shows, you can always catch us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Just type in the Halftime Show with Omar Duri, and we should be able to catch up on the waves. But a lot of stuff happening in the world of football, and today especially, we're, we're, we're uncovering a bit of politics behind the sport. Um, the FIFA Awards. How many of you watched the FIFA Awards? Now, for those that didn't, um, Leo Messi won the award again, uh, undoubtedly for his incredible talent. But FIFA determines the best players based on the votes of national team coaches, captains, as well as journalists from each country. Now, Egypt's association called on FIFA to explain why the votes of coach 
Shawi Gharib and Captain Ahmed Al Muhammadi were not taken into account. Both opted for Mohamed Salah as their top choice, which wasn't mentioned in FIFA's publication of the official votes that was published after the award ceremony. Now, the Egyptian FA claim they officially sent their votes to FIFA on August 15th, four days before the deadline. But this also raises a lot of concern because for many years, we've always looked at FIFA and said, you know, that, that it hasn't always been by the book. And I know they're doing a good job to try and rectify that. But when awards aren't being calculated, it surely raises the concern of why, for example, let's say Mohamed Salah wasn't in the contention of the top three. Why Sadio Mane wasn't in contention of the top three. Um, Raheem Sterling is another one, you know. Um, no one denies Messi's unbelievable talent, but was the FIFA awards calculated accurately? That's my question. And apparently Egypt's vote was rejected due to it being submitted in capital letters. That's another one. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, submitted in capital letters means that they won't accept the vote. It's a bit weird. Was the deadline missed? Because obviously that was something else that has to be done on protocol. Or was there a breakdown in communication? Now, Leo Messi scored 51 goals in 50 games and undoubtedly is one of the greatest, if not the greatest footballer ever. But Sudan's coach, if I can get the name right, Zdravko Logarusic, took to social media to say his vote wasn't reflected by FIFA either. Now, there were similar claims relating to Sudan's boss, uh, Sudan's boss, sorry, uh, after an image of what appeared to be an official voting slip in which he voted for Salah, Mane and Kylian Mbappe emerged despite FIFA claiming he actually selected Messi, Van Dijk and Mane. So again, it raises questions. Who is calculating the votes? How is this going down? And why aren't these votes being calculated the right way? Now, I understand if it's in a different order, that could sometimes happen, but not when you have completely different personnel. Now, if he's voted for Salah, Mane and Kylian Mbappe, and it said he voted for Messi, Van Dijk and Mane, something smells here. <laughs> I'm not sure what the, what the case is. And I know we mentioned the other day, you know, who deserved it most. Barcelona obviously had a phenomenal season in La Liga. Van Dijk had a phenomenal season in the Champions League and only lost one game with Liverpool in the uh, in the league against Manchester City with 97 points, which I don't think will ever be done again where you lose by one point, get 97 points and lose one game as well. That, that was insane. And it's not cool to be a defender nowadays. You know, I, I have a lot of uh, sympathy for defenders who, especially like Van Dijk, who's definitely added something something different to the league and I'm sure any team in the world would take him um, so that tells me that but we're talking about these players and these players are role models okay and that's exactly what's going to be coming up next we're talking about role models now when I say role models what comes to mind what's the definition of a role model you know that's what I want to understand from you guys text us on 4215 do, or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio uh, or at Omar Duri, and let us know who, who is your role model? What makes that person your role model? And especially with a lot of characters nowadays with this power of social media, there is a platform to be able to get your personality, your character out there. So I want to hear from you. Let me know. And uh, we might even have a special guest coming in uh, just for that segment. So stay tuned for more in the Heart of Sharjah on Pulse95. You're listening to Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. 
Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, it's not every day I have these two special individuals. They go by the name of the dynamic duo. They're on the afternoon karak. Uh, Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah, welcome to the Halftime Show. Hello, hello. It's great being here. I mean, yes. you've been asking me to come over on the show for a long time now. You are in demand, sister. Aww. You are in demand. <laughs> she's all for she's all for my for my show. Uh, I'm, I, I get, I'm a little, I, you know, I cling a little, you know, it's just part of the dream team thing. But yeah, it's uh, I think it's a it's a change for the better. Afternoon cutout is now from four to five, so you're gonna see more of us here. See uh, at the studio. That's music to my ears because when I come in normally, I come in a little bit earlier just to see you guys, mm-hmm. and uh, I catch you guys sometimes. Uh, Mikey, you do a lot behind the scenes as well with the podcast. So guys, when you are when you are actually catching up on the halftime show and you are checking the apple podcast and soundcloud that is due to my brother right here who does a lot of work behind the scenes so massive massive thank you to michael Apia for that thank you for the shout out i really appreciate it you know uh just part of the pulse 95 team you know yeah so. and i love that and this this family is definitely definitely uh something that I'm, I'm very very fond of and love to bits but guys i'm talking today about role models okay mm-hmm. role models in sport now i often relate sport to to life and i often say you know um a lot of us you know experience things through trials and tribulations through sport and it's the same thing with life okay true and with role models now it depends on social media and the power of social media to get that role model out there now i posted something on my instagram saying is someone uh with a following necessarily worth following now that question basically means the amount of followers that you have normally uh, actually draws attention to you as a ambassador influencer whatever you want to call it role model yeah what's your take on that guys uh aisha you go ahead (laughs) always do that to me i just feel like if i talk i'm gonna go on forever so well that's why we're the dream team i'll talk (laughs) i'll talk on your behalf i'll go on forever all right good so there's a thing in general when the concept of a role model Mm -hmm. i'm for and against it at the same time because more often than not when you think of a role model in your head they're put on a pedestal yeah. and they're on a very high platform and you just you you can say you can more or less worship them in the sense that they seem perfect to you yeah. and that could be anybody like a parent um a singer an actor uh, some a president someone does humanitarian work anybody out there could mm-hmm. be a role model correct so the issue is that with that is that they often have they're human you have to remember they're human. Yes. So they will have massive flaws. So the issue is when you have somebody you regard as incredibly perfect, you forget that they have flaws. And that becomes a contradiction. And it can cause some kind of a cognitive dissonance in your brain where you're like, this person is great, but they did this thing. So what you should always remember is that instead of taking an entire person as your role model, you should take specific parts of them as what you aspire to be. Very interesting. Like, usually I'd say, okay, this is an ongoing joke that I really love Beyonce, but I would not call her my role model. Mm -hmm. I would call her work ethic as something I would aspire to do or aspire to be able to do. Yeah. Because she is a perfectionist and she works really well and she works really hard in the sense that she tries to give a platform to a specific group of people yeah. and she wants to become their voice and same thing over here I want to become just like my Ken I want to become the voice of the youth in the UAE yes. and uh, as well as Sharjah 
So that's what I aspire to be. I do not take Beyonce as a whole, as my role model, but parts of her. Mm -hmm. And we can see the same thing about um, any sports player. Yeah. In football, rugby, basketball, wherever. You can look at a person. They can be... Okay, granted, there are some parts of a person that you should not ever take as, you know, something you aspire to be. Yeah. Like, if they're incredibly rude, maybe throw away the entire person. Yeah. But if some parts of them, like, they are very hardworking, they practice a lot, they're great team players, you take that as something, as what you want to become. Yeah, absolutely. And Mikey, in terms of that, is it is it cool to be kind? Is it something that, you know, when you are playing that that good role you know for example is that something that is considered to be role model attributes you think of course but uh it's something about social media is that we tend to glorify every action we do Mm -hmm. and kindness can be something that we filter into our platforms like uh, you know i show a video of me doing something nice to a person that really isn't me that's just me marketing uh you know, probably a fake side of me. Right. So a lot of people mistake um, social media kindness for what real kindness is. So for me, it's um, I, I don't really focus too much on on what people do on the on social media. Yeah. Because I know it's it's always being filtered out. It's always there's a gatekeeper. There's always a certain image they want you to to uh, see in themselves. Yeah. So you never really get to see who they really are. Yeah. But uh, there are like word of mouth. Like for example, I always look at Keanu Reeves and uh, you know, he's a person who's so humble. He never talks about the, the kind things he does. Yes. People talk for him. Yes. And that's what I look for is the word of mouth. And I think that's exactly it. The element of actually having empathy and being sentimental sometimes is eliminated when you're actually showing or glorifying the mm-hmm. good things that you do for the community, for you know those things. And in sport, for example, let's say with wrestling or UFC, nowadays the characters that youth are looking into or aspiring to be like are those that are controversial are those that are causing a stir are those that are um, often provoking a reaction which isn't the right way and that's why someone like I'm not sure if you guys are aware of you you know a UFC fighter called Habib Nurmagomedov yes right Nor- is it Nurmagomedov Norma- I thought it was Nurmagomedov is it or Norma Nurmagomedov Norma Gamedov. Right. So with him, okay, with him, he isn't someone that's big on social media. He Mm -hmm. isn't someone that um, that promotes the fights through controversy. Okay, but he's someone that's a family man. He's someone that's very spiritual, and maybe in the U.S. has been seen as someone who's outspoken about his religion, about his beliefs, because all he does or say after a fight is. Alhamdulillah yeah. You know And he often says You guys don't like me saying this But I'm going to say it Alhamdulillah I don't have to promote my fights I do my talking in the cage It's okay? It's really good because uh, A lot of this UFC You know WWE Any fighting yeah. It feeds off drama And a lot of these teams They try to build that drama And tension and rivalry Because that's how you build up uh, To sell the fight To sell the fight Yeah But he's the kind of person That I look at And he he comes off as An honorable warrior He fights when he needs to fight Yes You know And he's he's bringing something different To to the industry Which I This is I respect And you guys I mean Aisha you alluded to this earlier You're the voice of youth At the moment Let's say in charge Okay We hope so (laughs) Yes Absolutely Absolutely What in today's society Let's say is a role model what, what is who do people who are people talking about who are people looking up to it could be sports it could be life but I'm talking about like in today's youth 
Ari, you should go ahead. It's, it's a very tough question. <laughs> it is incredibly tough because, of course, we cannot... We say we're the voice of the youth, but we cannot be a um, full representation of the entire youth, even within the UAE itself. Yes. That's very difficult. A lot of people have been looking up to celebrities and even our sheikhs. I would say 100%, at least most of the youth, in the UAE, look up to uh, Sheikh Zayed, yes. Allah Yerhamah, yes, for Allah. example. And like you said, it's a lot about the celebrities. And more often than not, they have some sort of connection to them. Yes. As in either a song hit them, you know, very deep. Yes. And okay, this, they become, suddenly they become their role model. Right. Same thing for a an author. A book left you in a better place yeah. maybe made you rethink or reevaluate your life so this author becomes my favorite so it's a wide variety of people you can't really say who we look up to yeah. as an entire group that's very difficult okay i think the youth um the, how they get influenced how who they find to be the role models depends on how much of a personalized engagement they have with that person there's a lot of uh, you, you know like especially on youtube there's a lot of uh, you know users and viewers and audience that get really really attached with you know vloggers or let's players because they they spend a lot of time watching their their shows and their series mm -hmm. and they get to know that person you know uh on a very personal level and for them it's almost like it's that friend that's always online mm -hmm. making content yes. for them and yes, speaking out to them so the youth is, is becoming the, like they're getting a much more personalized engagement mm -hmm. with their role models yeah. and it's uh, I think it's it's more uh, more it becomes like an, a, a building an attachment and, and and finding something that you relate yourself to that person and how that person overcame certain struggles that you're probably going through yourself on fire so, yeah on mm -hmm. fire preach brother okay guys coming up next more on the game of zones formations tactics and predictions for today's tonight's game between manchester united and arsenal i'm going to hold on to these two because i can't get enough of them and you guys are going to get more of them on the final segment here in the heart of Sharjah on pulse 95. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, for those who are, that are tuned into Instagram Live, Ala and Ali and Nedwa, who just joined the room, uh, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Remember, the Halftime Show will be nothing without you guys. And also, if you do miss out on our shows, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts or Ittasalat. Make sure you like, share and review if you like the content. We appreciate everything you do for us here. Uh, much love to you guys. And the questions that I'm getting now, a lot of the questions are about tonight's game. For those who are on a different planet, <laughs> tonight's game is between Manchester United and Arsenal at Old Trafford. Plenty of crazy stats coming out. Uh, Arsenal have not beaten a top six team since 2015 away. Uh, Manchester United have not lost a game leading at halftime uh, at Old Trafford since 1984. And I mean, we, we, are, we all know that along the lines, uh, you know, the, the rivalry between Vieira and Keane are way behind us. And um, the characters of the game, the evolution of the game has changed in terms of the personnel, in terms of social media, technology. You have people Millie rocking now and moonwalking when they score. I don't think I could see Roy Keane or Patrick Vieira moonwalking after a game. Maybe a boy, but not those two. And that's why they were captains. They led by example. And it was all about the football. Now, 
A question came in from uh, Ali. Shout out to Ali. Um, what are my predictions for tonight's game? I don't normally like to predict an Arsenal game just because I'm superstitious like that. But I think the first 15 minutes will be key. And I say that because if Arsenal come out and actually get a goal or attack um, Manchester United and are not pragmatic in their approach or uh, cautious, then the Old Trafford crowd will be very, very cautious and very weary of Arsenal. Now, going forward, Arsenal have, you know, the weapons to be able to hurt Manchester United. Defensively, uh, Manchester United are solid with the back four, uh, Wan-Bissaka, Harry Maguire, Lindelof and Shaw. I think Shaw is out for tonight, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and Ashley Young will replace him, so maybe that's somewhere to exploit. However, uh, offensively, the pressure is on Greenwood to perform tonight, and uh, Limitless PT on Instagram Live messaged me uh, saying he thinks it's going to be 3-1 to United and Greenwood being the winner uh, with a hat-trick. Actually, that's what he said. He was very confident. Shout-out to Ida as well, who's also tuned in on Instagram Live. But what do you guys think? Guys, text us on 4215. It's a do. What's the score going to be between Manchester United and Arsenal? Now, I've got a couple of guests coming up, and I want to give you a, a, an insight on what's going to happen. In terms of how sports and nutrition comes in, it's a huge factor. And I have two specialists in their field who are going to be coming in and talking about that. So you want to tune into the Halftime Show every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, 3 to 4. Guys, it has reached that time. It's full time on the Halftime Show. I will see you on Wednesday, 3 to 4, guys. Much love. Have an incredible day. And coming up next, we've got the afternoon karak with Aisha and uh, Mikey here on Pulse95, 4 to 5. In the heart of Sharjah, guys, we're sending you love, blessings. Have a great day. Peace. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.